Yeah, this is James Copland. I drive for Strickland Trucking. Hey, I believe these new e-logs, we're not ready for them. I've had none but problems with it. I believe that, that uh, guy that pushed these all in, I think he needs to jump up in one of these trucks and have to use it. Hell, I believe that he needs to have one put in his vehicle. I think he needs to log in just like we do. I think he'll have the same problems we have. Heck, all the, all the, the federal employees must do it, I believe. We got to do it. They should do it. I'm from Annapolis, Missouri. I give a shout-out to all my, my brother truckers out there. Uh, be safe. This is Overdrive Radio. Todd Dills, and who you heard up top was James Copeland, a caller to our podcast line. For the uninitiated, some of you who may have not heard of Drive Radio much in times past, that number is 530-408-6423. It's one we keep open for callers to leave messages weighing in on issues or with tips for further coverage. Again, that's 530-408-6423. Feel free to use it for sure. Coppin was expressing a frustration that's filled much of owner-operator discussion of the industry these last several weeks. The turn to electronic logging devices for hours of service recording and the myriad issues it raises. I got into a longer conversation with another hauler, Mark Kirbyson, an operator with Canadian Roots who makes a home today in Blossburg, Pennsylvania, midway between either ends of two regular runs. The one coming out of Canada as a private carrier hauling processed chicken for dog food often with bananas hauled for hire out of the port in Delaware to Niagara coming back. Kirbyson, spelled just like it sounds, the name Kirby, followed by S-O-N, son. He's been hauling three decades and had this run set up so that he was able to get back to Blossburg to the Blossburg home base on the regular. Over these last weeks on ELDs, though, with newly rigid hours constraints at the top of his mind, he's been out on the road at those times when he otherwise would have been home out of hours of service necessity. He's not the only one frustrated with the wrench ELDs have thrown into these operations, no doubt. Share your own experience via the podcast line, 530-408-6423. His small six-truck fleet, Fritz Refrigeration, has been utilizing the Big Road platform for e-logs with dedicated tablets and the Big Road Dashlink diagnostic port plug-in. All but one of the ELD required trucks has, anyway. Kirbyson starts here talking about difficulties to get one of the trucks fully connected to the big road system. That operator has remained on paper in the interim. Um, we can't hook up to one of our D-Links, you know, the D-Link in the truck. It won't hook up. It won't notice it. So right. I, phoned for, I phoned for support this morning and support's not available. They're so far behind that I can't keep up. We do uh, reground chicken for dog food. We ground up the chicken into we call it, it's called emulsification. We emulsify the chicken in so they can put it into the dog food. They need that to, uh, in order to make any kind of dog food dry or wet. Uh, without it, you can't make it. But anyways, so they distribute to when they make the dog food. They distribute Walmart and all those. Other places, uh, Dollar General, all those places. That's smart. That's where all this dog food goes. Um, my point of this is that uh, it's a pretty hard process. The business has been in place since 1994. Um, it's okay. been going very good. We have a total of six trucks, three that run the highway, 
in the U.S. and Canada, and we got three that run the city. Uh, and they go around picking up all the chicken. Um, the three that run into the U.S. and run in across Canada and what have you to the plants. Um, we got three that are two that are Peter built. One's a 2013, one's a 2007, and we have a 2007 international. Um, we also sure. have a 2007 Freightliner. Um, our the P die drive is an 07 P with a Caterpillar. It's 475. Um, sure. It has 1.8 million on it now. The gotcha. the cost the cost of this is going up as e logs start. We we noticed that we went from a five dollar e log book. Now we're at seventy dollars per truck. It's a big jump. Yeah. From seventy seventy per truck uh, for you guys are running a month. big road system. Yes, to run that big road system. Because you got D Link and then you got the system, and then that doesn't include the internet. Now you got to buy internet on top of that. So that's you, you, guys using, you guys are using tablets, tablets in the truck kind of thing. So you're paying for the internet service extra for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have it. If you don't have internet, it don't work. And right. your GPS works, but you need the internet to hold the data. Right. right. So to send it to this satellite and back down to home. But there's a $70 cost right there overall. And some of these are more money. Some of these are $200 a month, some of these systems. My yeah. part in this job is I help with the loads. I help with the trucks. I keep my truck running. I do approximately 3,000 miles a week, every week, unless my truck's yeah. down. And if, if my truck's down, the other guys are down. The guys that bring me loads, they're down. So they lose out. Right. Right. So the cost factor in this electronic log thing is costs a lot. So now if I don't, uh, my girlfriend lives in Vosburg and I stay there, like we talked before, um, and then I go up to Canada and to Niagara Falls. I do a switch in Niagara Falls, come back to Bosper, then go the next day, deliver my chicken, and then I go to Delaware, pick up my bananas, and I bring them back. My point in this whole situation is now because of e-log, I could be within five minutes from home, and I can't get home. Has this happened um, to you? <clears throat> Has this happened to you uh, multiple times since you changed over to the, the ELD system, or is this um, Every week. something you haven't actually... It's happened to you every week, okay. Every every week since December eighteenth, right? You guys put them right in at, right on the deadline. Yep, yeah. right in that deadline. So we actually had them a few few weeks before that. We were trying them out to see how they work, get some of the bugs out. And like we said, that one we're still working with. We can't get the bugs out. We're having a hard time with it. It won't won't hook up for some reason. So the point of it is, we started on December eighteenth. We we go from there and um, every week. One week, uh, it was the shipper didn't get me unloaded in time because there was too many trucks and they're all on e-log now, so there's too many trucks coming at one time, first thing in the morning. Right. So he didn't get me unloaded. The next time was the load from the port didn't come out of the port 
for like eight hours later. So now once you have one day that you are delayed, the rest of the week is all delayed. The whole week is delayed. You can't make it up. You can't fix it. You There is no repair. The third week was when I had an accident on the 90, and I was stuck in the 90 for three hours. Well, under the law states that you can extend your day by an hour or two hours because of unforeseen things. How do you do that on an electronic log? You can't. The guidance, the guidance I've heard on that is just, uh, you know, use your use your annotations in the log. Go ahead and let it record its violation and use the annotations in the log to explain the circumstances uh, as you would have, I guess, on a, on a paper log. Um, but but yeah, you know, it, it's still the system itself is recording violation, whether you do that or not. And, and uh, you know, it's easy for an inspector to just look at that and go, well, there's a violation, you know. Exactly. He's going to give you, he could say he's going to give you a fine anyway. Right. And that's, and you're stuck fighting that fine. So right. now you got to pay out lawyers and now you got to spend a day in a courtroom and now you got to travel to that courthouse. And there's so much involved there to fight that fine. Yep. When it was just easier to say, okay, well, I'm, I got an hour of driving or a half hour worth of driving left. After sitting there for three hours, I'll just go to bed. It's not worth my time. Now all the rest of your week is behind. So, have any of the products in that I've hauled in over over thirty years, cherries are the worst. What's going to happen with a load of cherries? If those cherries, they only have two points. They either are still uh, maturing or they're frozen. You don't have no options. You can put them on 48 degrees. They're not going to stop maturing. Cherries are one of the ones that never stop maturing, one of the produces. So in that case is now that you put somebody on ELOC and you're going to send them halfway across the countryside and he can't make it, he's got a whole load of bad cherries now. Yeah, same could be that. said for some other uh, other commodities and produce items as well. I, I guess it's just um, yeah. yeah. That's I'm just giving you one example yeah. of a of a of a high high price produce because cherries are yeah. very high priced. So that's just one one product. There's many of other ones. There's, I can probably give you fifty or hundred of them different products that will do the same thing. And right. this is where this is where the problems lie. I I don't understand where uh, people can say, well, they're they're better off. Well, I've been out here over thirty years, and I'm in the middle of range of the people that are out here over thirty years, and those people are the ones that don't want an electronic log. And it's not because we're doing something wrong. It's because we've already planned our lives. We come home every weekend. Our lives are like normal lives, like normal people. We get home on the week, on during the week. A lot of these new drivers, not to be mean to the new drivers, but a lot of the new drivers that were from 2001 and newer, they have no clue what it was like in 1990 or 85 when we made good money and we were gone all the time and we used to get short into the stick 
but we did it because that's what put us into uh, a today time of being able to afford to say we can get home, right? And our trucks are paid for and what have you. Um, today, these people are paying for their trucks, and the cost of these trucks are larger and larger and larger, which is harder and harder to pay for. So that means you're going to be out longer to pay for them with an electronic log. With the electronic log, you'll never get 11 hours worth of driving in a day, every day of the week. You can't do it. It's an impossibility because you got to look for parking. So that could cost you an hour to two hours for parking. You could get behind it a shipper that you can't get out of. Now you put yourself in violation to go get the fine parking. So every one of these costs is costing you and the company sitting back and saying, well, it's not our problem. Because it isn't their problem. You're the driver. You're supposed to be uh, think ahead. Well, that's fine and dandy. If you go on, uh, uh, if you do uh, drop and hook, you can plan your day. But if you don't do drop and hook and you got to go to a customer, you never know what's at the other end. You have no clue. The customer right. could be overwhelmed with, with trucks. He could be overwhelmed with product. He, he could have none of his staff show up today for work. Um, all that stuff plays a factor. You can't be ahead of that stuff. Nobody can. What about, what about your operation? It, it strikes me that you might be in something of a, um, it, it sounds like your situation, because you do, um, tend to go to the, sounds like you're you're hauling your own product you're going to the same places over and over again you've got a kind of a regular run set up uh it, it seems like you would be in a in a position to i mean not necessarily doing it doing drop and hook or, or anything like that but but um you at least have uh have a good relationship with, uh, with with the folks that you're hauling to and from and it seems like that would be something you could probably deal with uh fairly easily uh on the ELDs, but but um, just from what you've told me uh, here today, and then uh, when we talked before, uh, it doesn't sound like that's happening. Um, just due to due to the uh, a variety of un unforeseen factors, I was wondering if you could explain explain that a little bit. Um, I can explain uh, that very well because you can go yeah. to a customer, and chicken isn't the only product that goes in there. There's beef that goes in yeah. there. There's um, there's livers that go in there. There's all kinds of other products that go into making this. So you're not the only sure. truck there. So those other companies might hire somebody to deliver their stuff. But so they they're uh, hired out for carrier all the time. Right. Some of those carriers so you're having to deal with you're having to deal with uh, all the other folks delivering there who don't have that relationship with the customer and haven't really uh, bothered to communicate much with them about arrival times and things of this nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you you could go there and there could be five trucks ahead of you still. They might have mm -hmm. on See this stuff all has to be sampled. Uh it has to be tested before it actually gets off your truck, right? Because it has to be sampled okay. and tested to make sure that it has more verifications. It's like human food. It has to be tested to make sure there's enough fat in it and there's enough protein in it and uh, all the other right. stuff that goes along with it. So there's a big factor here that takes time. And I'm not the only truck that's going to get tested. There's more trucks. All the rest of the trucks have to be tested. So that takes time. And 
time is money. In the trucking industry, they think we have lots of time, but we don't have lots of time. Now we're even cut back to more, like less time in our day. But um, we can go there and get tested, and the driver's off duty when he's tested, but his clock still keeps ticking because yeah. he doesn't have nothing to do. He backs into the door, opens his doors, and he don't have nothing to do with unloading it. He doesn't have anything to do with testing it. He's basically going to go in the bunk, but he doesn't. His day keeps going. And that has nothing to do with the electronic log. That has to do with the, the actual hours of service. But the electronic log has made it a whole lot harder because now he's clicking against the time because he's looking at that time clock all the time. Before, he used to have a paper log, put it down on the seat. You're not looking at it. So it's not bothering you as much as it is if you stuck clock in front of you. And as we talked before, it's that same scenario as somebody's going to work and they're in a rush because now they're under a gun. They got to be to work by eight o'clock and it's 15 minutes to eight o'clock and now they're in a rush. They slip and fall and hurt themselves and then now, now you got another case. Does he get played from his employer? No, he doesn't. And now he got hurt going to work. Has a car accident because he's in a rush. Makes a one wrong move. You're putting all these truck drivers in a bad position by asking them to do this. And as much as people say, well, just slow down. Well, that's easy for everybody to say. When product has to move, it has to move. It's not easy for somebody to say, well, just slow down. Because it doesn't work. Life doesn't work like that. Reality doesn't work like that. But if you aren't put under that gun, you can work like that. But somebody's put you underneath that clock and said, you only have this many hours in a day and you got to drop and you got to hook and you got to pick up this other stuff and you can't get it all done. It's like when you go to the ports. It's easy for everybody to say, oh, well, the ports are having problems. Well, if I go down to the ports and i got to wait four hours for my load, that's four hours of my day gone. Does support care? No. They don't care. But to get product to the customer at the other end, they do care, even though it's cost you four hours. And they don't understand that that four hours is taken out of your day. And nobody wants to pay for that. I understand. But it's been like that since the 30s. And it's not going to change. It's going to make things worse. Electronic logs, as far as I'm concerned. In your case, you're, you're kind of you're going back and forth um, between Niagara and um, and, and Delaware generally makes some stops in there, and then you you do have a have a have a home in uh, in Blossburg um, today, I think, uh, Pennsylvania. Did you describe that whole situation to me, uh, where you know, you had it set up where you you were able to do this uh, pretty easily, and you could get back you get back to Blossburg in between runs uh, pretty pretty frequently. But since you've been on e logs, it's sort of uh, taken any <laughs> You know, taking the the little bit of wiggle room you had uh, out of it uh, has has sort of kept you out on the road. And I, I'm interested in in uh, you know, just kind of hearing hearing your thoughts on the, what what that's meant for you. You know, in terms of um, income well, flexibility. Uh, yes, uh, I have a home in Blossburg, and where I come and I stay, and I also have a parking spot that I come to, and I pay for that every week. Like monthly, I pay for it, but it's big weekly. But so 
I have this spot that I come to and I go down to go down to Delaware, I deliver my load and then I go down to Delaware, pick up the port and I can get home every day. That's healthy. Right? That means you get out of the truck, your truck shut off, so you're not wasting all the fuel. Uh your truck's not running so there's less maintenance, right? You get a good night's sleep and then you can get up the next day and I run to Niagara Falls and then they come back. So Every day I was had a healthy life. Now, with the electronic log, has stopped that. I could be five minutes from getting to my parking spot to stop for the night, and now I can't get there. So now my truck runs. I've wasted all that fuel, put maintenance into my truck because my truck's now running longer hours. i got to sleep in the truck. goes the same way when you go to Niagara Falls. You get to Niagara Falls. Now you get stuck at the border. It could be three or four hours. Now all of a sudden your days gone again so that you never used to have because I used to go to the border and everybody's trying to get across the same border at the same time now instead of coming through the middle of the night I used to run a lot at nighttime even when I make my runs at nighttime they're getting longer they're not getting shorter uh, with electronic log and I mm. thought they would because of by the it's by the minute instead of whatever it's cost me now right. Because in, at nighttime, it's not the traffic, but it's, it's taking me longer now to get in the nighttime because of the, it's, it's not weather. Weather has nothing to do with it. I've always factored in weather throughout the years when I travel. Mm -hmm. And I always made my life so I ran at 50 or 55 mile an hour. Now, I can't do that because I don't know what this electronic log is going to do to me. If it's going to run out of hours or whatever, so you got the you got the, tick, the ticker the ticker right there in your face all day. Is the, is the, the yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's right standing there, showing right. You can't turn it off. Meanwhile, they don't want you to have electronic devices in your vehicle, but here you got uh, a device right in your face. Yeah. Except for that right? one, right? Yeah, well, that's just adding insult to injury. You can't make it, and now we're just going to make you feel the pain, right? Um, and you haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> it's <laughs> like being in prison, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so yeah. you've been forced into this position where you don't need to. If guys like it, that's up to them. But in a lot of our cases over the years, a lot of us older guys don't like it. It's not because we were on paper. It's because I am accident-free. I don't have any accidents. I get a good that score. Uh, CVR in Canada, I got a good one. I don't have that problem. My problem is is that I like to put my logbook on the seat. I already know how many hours I have left to drive in the day. I don't need somebody basically shoving it down my throat and putting it in my face. Mm -hmm. That is a big That is a big and it's quality, and it's kind of quality of life. You feel like I, I think that uh, that suffering as much as you know, um, you know the the sort of lo little the loss of income from not being able to get the runs done as well. Right? Yeah, well, I figured it out, and over the course of, and I do that a lot for Fritz uh, refrigeration, and I do that a lot. I figure out times for the drivers to make it, so. If I can't make it in a certain amount of time, then they're not going to make it. And I know that for a fact. No. And I allow that drivers make this much time and they can make their deliveries and should be able to make their pickups and they should be able to get back. And 
uh, over the course of the last three weeks here, um, it's really played havoc because you can't you can't count on those people to make those decisions anymore because when you get to the other end, you don't know what's there. And as much as people would like to predict that they can make your Sorry about that. Um, I'm getting a little interference. <laughs> um, so in order to make that happen, excited. Yeah. <laughs> the dog seemed to want something down there. It must be a bear outside or something. So, <laughs> um, that's the quality of life you like to enjoy, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's yeah. freedom. But anyway, so you're you're looking at a, a situation where you put these drivers now to make less money because they can't run their 11 hours because when they get to the other end, they could be sitting there for five. Now, all of a sudden, their weeks get longer. Instead of working five days, now they've got to work six days because of a four-hour delay. Um, that is a big issue. You can't run 11 hours a day. Over the course of a year, you'd lose a month's pay. So that's a lot of money, and I don't care if you're an owner-operator, you're a company driver, you're going to lose a month's pay over this because you cannot run 11 hours a day. There's not a way to do it because you have to find a parking spot. And if it's 15 minutes less or whatever, you still got to get into that parking spot. So you've lost 15 minutes, you've lost a half an hour just looking for a place or getting off the road or whatever just to find a parking spot. Sometimes it's an hour. And I, I seen guys shut down at four o'clock in the afternoon because they can't get a parking spot because they know if they're in a certain area that you won't get a parking spot after four thirty. So and then they got to be at their customer at eight o'clock in the morning and they're only an hour away from their customer. So now they their 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 clock stopped at four o'clock in the afternoon and they really can't start to like two o'clock in the morning, but now they've lost from two o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock before they can go to their delivery to get off at eight. So now you've actually lost more than your ten hours. Yeah, I mean, what's what do you think? What do you think is the um, you know is a is a solution to this? Are we? I mean, should we look, should we be seriously uh, plowing ahead, looking uh, looking at the hours of service, ways to fix this? Assuming assuming. Should we assume that we uh, can't fix the ELD mandate? Uh, do you, or do you, do you think um, do, do you think that um, hours and and particular hours change would would help alleviate some of this? Maybe some guidance on uh, wiggle room around looking for parking, that, that kind of stuff. Or you know, like... well, hours of service number one are, should be fixed anyways. The fourteen hour rule should be dumped. I don't care how you look mm -hmm. at it; it should be dumped. Uh, that 14-hour rule is just making people sick. You can't stop at the truck stop and get anything to eat during the day because you don't have the time. And that half-hour break really doesn't give you that time because there's a lot of places that aren't within your half-hour break. I see guys stopped at ramps, everything, because they don't have the food. They're eating out of their trucks more so that it's not healthy. That healthy food is not there. So they're not eating in the trucks. So the truck stops are more and more going to close because nobody's buying food from the truck stops. That's not a good thing. ELD is going to make it worse. We went through this years ago when we changed the hours of service and where people weren't stopping. Paid parking, I have no problem with paid parking. It, it is what it is. 
people have to pay their taxes, and these trucking truck stops have to pay their taxes, and this might be the only way they can pay it. So that's that's four things right there. The other part is, is the ALD mandate. You have a lot of truck drivers out here for the years and years they've been out here that, that are computer illiterate. I don't care how you look at it, they can't do it. They don't even own a cell phone, some of these people. So why force something that's not, it's not hack proof, it's not foolproof. It, the internet goes down and over the years we've watched movies and seen movies and how they can hack into the systems. It's going to happen. If the electricity goes out, we're done. Because electronics logs mean nothing. We still have to be able to run paper, even if the electricity goes out. But yeah. that's another issue. That's an issue that we can never stop running is paper, because it always has that trail. Where electronic logs, you could lose everything tomorrow, and you don't know what your last seven days in, and I don't care where you are. You won't know where it is if you're sitting on the side of the road, because you lost all your data. That's that's a big issue to me, because no driver in their right mind will know what they did for the last seven days uh, of traveling every minute of the day and be able to put that on a piece of paper. Yeah, so assuming the thing uh, fails, yeah. Yep. Okay, you can't fix that problem, right? So that's one thing that electronic logs should never be mandated. Computers and trucks, I think we had this discussion yesterday. Darkness is quicker and light. When the lights go out, you can't do nothing about it. So that little, like you said about autonomous vehicles and what have you, when that happens, a little child runs out in front of that truck will never stop. Your eye is quicker than any electronic computer. And that's not a word of a lie. You can make that judgment call right then and there long before you see it. The computer can't see it that fast. They think they can, but they're on top of it before it happens. So that's the number one thing about autonomous and electronic computers. Computers don't aren't that quick. Just because some guy programmed it doesn't mean it is that quick. The human element in the trucking industry will always be here to stay because without it, you can't manufacture any of this stuff. It's just like the jobs going overseas. You want to get them back? You're not going to get them back by computers because you're just taking jobs away. This electronic log is financially going to affect, and we talked about this before, it's going to affect the seniors that can't afford to live, the people that are already in poverty. When the prices rise in the trucking industry, nobody cares about the senior, the little guy that barely could feed his kids today, and now a jug of milk is uh, $6 instead of $3. That means a big thing to a person like myself. I have respect and patriotism for the rest of the people in the world. And that's peace. And we ought to learn this peace. We can't be greedy anymore. we got to start thinking about these people have to survive too. I posted some of Kerberson's commentary to that effect in a blog post last week, though. A commenter posting as Trucker Jim wasn't having it. Prices may indeed rise for all of us in the long term, he said. But his point of view? Bring it on, essentially. Quote, Spare me the sob story about hungry children and old people. I'm the one who has been starving for the last 10 years thanks to cheap freight, high fuel, EPA regs, and foreign competition. I hope the rate goes to 20 per mile. I want my money back. All the greedy pigs make sure they got theirs. 
It's time to pay up. Call the customer and tell them they need to pay or donate your money. Take your pick. End quote. And he added, for the record, as it were, By the way, I just set a new record for a week after 17 years of business, and I will take more next week. Wake up, truckers. Double the old rates and go from there. End quote. That's all for now. Stay safe out there.